0: I had a really interesting experience recently reading through a tract by a French reformer named Theodore Beza. It's always interesting to read the words of people from significantly earlier times than ourselves because we come across ideas and ways of thinking that are so different from the kinds of thoughts and ideas that we're used to having. This can be especially useful for helping us to see blind spot in our own views and and lifestyles, and just the modern way of thinking about the world. Anyway, as I, as I read Bezer's tract, uh, entitled A Learned Treatise of the Plague, one of the things that interested me most was the way that Bezer's commentary, and even the objections of those with whom he argued, all worked from the same basic assumption, that their consideration of the plague must take into account God's role in events. As we've been living with the reality of COVID 19 in our world today, the contrast couldn't be more stark. Listening to politicians, media commentators, and other social influencers, one thing that has been notably absent is any consideration of God's part in everything that's happened. Now, why is that so? In Western society, at least, we are clearly living in a world in which the public discourse resolutely refuses to acknowledge God. According to the Reformed theologian John Frame in his magnificent and magisterial work The History of Western Philosophy and Theology, Christianity was historically the strongest philosophical influence in Western civilization, And we can see an example of that in in the writings of Beza that I've just been talking about. In Bayes's day, there was no real question about God's presence and activity in the midst of plague. From about 1650 AD onwards, however, things began to change. From that point, modern philosophy began to rise in Western nations. This kind of philosophy worked from the basic assumption that human reason is the ultimate authority of truth and falsehood right. And wrong. That's a quote from Frame again. And it's fair to say that the kind of godless discourse that we're surrounded by today really has grown out of the emergence of this kind of uh, rationalistic uh, philosophy. One particularly uh, influential branch of this modern philosophy, and the one which I believe holds dominance today in the West, just as Christianity did in the past is a view of the world which we might generally refer to as naturalism. Naturalism, in a general sense, is the belief that the world entirely consists of natural or material reality, as opposed to supernatural or spiritual reality. This view of the world works from the assumption that all of reality is essentially physical in nature. Now here's where this ties in with our study on the holiness of God. Perhaps some Christians think that we don't need to mix faith and in uh, and the broader public life of the world. Well, that's true enough in one sense. We don't need to mix them, but we do need to realise that they are basically in a fight to the death with each other. You can't mix. Uh, you can't mix these ideas. It's true, just as you can't mix light and darkness. Two Corinthians six verse fourteen but neither can you avoid the conflict that exists between them, Galatians 5.17. This war of worldviews has implications for us in the Christian life. But let's get back to the relationship between naturalism and the holiness of God. Let's be clear. Naturalism, which is committed to the idea that reality is merely physical, is nothing less than an all-out assault on the holiness of God. Don't believe me? Think I'm overstating it? Well, just think about this for a moment. Naturalism is a view of the world that denies that there is any spiritual reality beyond the natural realm around us. But is this not the very thing that the doctrine of the holiness of God affirms? This doctrine of the holiness of God reveals to us that God Himself, as holy, is the all-encompassing personal spiritual reality existing beyond the created realm of nature, and also that he is the very one who created the natural realm. We must not therefore tip our hats to naturalism as though it were some respectable perspective in a worldly marketplace of ideas. We must instead see it for what it is, open rebellion against the living and holy God. Naturalism is nothing less than a deadly, soul-destroying lie, and it is a lie that many Western nations are in the grip of, including our own nation of Australia. Now we've got an idea of naturalism in our minds, and we see that it is diametrically opposed to the holiness of God. So let's close this meditation out then and consider how we should respond to this challenge. Firstly, let me begin by providing one very simple insight. Naturalism is doomed. As God anticipates the approach of the new covenant in Ezekiel 36, we see very clearly that he is concerned for his holy name. Therefore say to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, It is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act, but for the sake of my holy name, Ezekiel 36.22. The prophecy then continues, The nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Lord God, when through you you, I vindicate my holiness before their eyes, Ezekiel 36.23. Naturalism is an assault on the holiness of God. But make no mistake, in the fullness of his perfect timing, God will vindicate his holy name and all the nations so proudly spouting their philosophy and empty deceit, Colossians 2 verse 8, will fall down before him, Psalm 72 11. The knowledge of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea, Isaiah 11 verse 9. And thus, in the fullness of time, the devilish lie of naturalism will be done away with. We must live and work now in anticipation of that day, waiting upon God and seeing to it that we are not taken captive by this lie in any way. Colossians 2 verse 8. So then how do we do that now? Having said that, Naturalism is still a present reality, and it's a danger at this point in history. It hangs like a heavy smog upon a city, blocking out sunlight and slowly choking its population. The public education system is thoroughly indoctrinated in naturalism, and relentlessly seeks to disciple our children in it. Let the the hearer understand. The ideology of Western politics is thoroughly conversant in the language of naturalism, and one must be fluent in it to have any influence. Our news media takes naturalism as its basic assumption and perspective on the events of the world. The scientific, secular, academic community, kind of like a priesthood, declares a doctrine of naturalism and seeks to cancel all heretical voices. There is much we could say about naturalism, and there are many avenues of discussion we might pursue. But at this point, let's consider the basic lie of naturalism as it stands against the doctrine of the holiness of God, that lie being reality is entirely physical. That is the fundamental lie of naturalism, at least one of them, that reality is entirely physical. Let's think about that idea for a moment. Now, here's the truth that I want you to see. Naturalism is fundamentally self-defeating. Naturalism is fundamentally self-defeating. Why do I say that? Well, let me put it this way. People who believe in naturalism believe that the world, uh, the material world, is all that there is. And on the basis of this, they presume without proof, That human rationality and the empirical method of science are the sole means for determining what is true about reality. That's a quote from uh, Whitney. They embrace the empirical scientific method as the way that we can gain knowledge about the world. That's what they're committed to. Now, here's where the problem comes in. You see, the scientific method cannot possibly prove that material reality is all that there is. It cannot be done. In other words, naturalism rejects the idea of faith and scorns those who uh, have and hold to faith in Christ, and yet, in itself, it is a worldview that is fundamentally committed to a faith-based view of the world. Their commitment to the idea that the physical world is all that exists is a faith commitment. And they are faithfully committed to that idea. And they reject God on that, the basis of that idea. And then they go on to interpret the world and life through this lens. In other words, they walk by faith and not by sight. The only difference between them and us is that they walk by faith in their own uh, philosophy and ideas. And so naturalism is fundamentally a religious position because its view of the world is based on a commitment that must be received by faith. So are you starting to see the contradiction yet? Naturalism is the key platform from which the modern world launches its attack upon the Christian faith, fundamentally trying to tell us that our faith in God is blind and idiotic, and that faith is no basis for knowing anything. And yet, as we tear down the house of naturalism, we find that it too has been built on a foundation of faith faith in the belief that physical reality is all that exists. Naturalism is then, by nature, self defeating. For you cannot simultaneously hold the reject- rejection of faith as a central tenet of your worldview, and then also, uh, at the same time, embrace faith as the basis for your whole view of. Reality. No, naturalism offers nothing for us but the promise of damnation, and that is the truth. In place of this lie, we must instead and always turn to the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord, and there is no other. Besides me there is no God, Isaiah 45 verse 5. Psalm two thus comes as a fitting warning to all who embrace the faith of naturalism. Now therefore, O kings, be wise, be warned, O rulers of the earth, serve the Lord with fear, and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son lest he be angry, and you perish in the way, for his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. And for us as believers, We must train ourselves to spot the assumptions of the world around us. We must begin to perceive the lie of naturalism as it lurks beneath the comments of those who are caught up in its bondage. And above all, we must feed on truth, the truth of God's word. That is the best antidote uh, in responding to the lies of naturalism.